I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Mike Watts with my beautiful wife. Hi, I'm Kate. Hi. <laughs> also, she's known as many parts of the world as Kate Northrup, Kate Northrup Watts. She goes by many names. I but have anyway. multiple identities. Multiple identities? Mm-hmm. Yes. So we are today, it's going to be very interesting. Thank you so much for listening up to this point. It's been very fun for us to sit down and record these episodes and you can always leave reviews on itunes is a good place to go for that or yeah i think that's great because this is hosted on itunes or stitcher radio depending on what you're listening to so today we're going to talk about launching so there's this concept in the internet marketing world or marketing world that everyone refers to a lot of times as launching and one thing i was thinking about as we're putting this together what is launching so kate when you think of launching And what does that even mean to you? To me, it means putting something out there, like letting people know that you have something available and having a plan to get it out into the world and get it into the hands of the people who need it. Love it. So we're going to break down more definition of what Kate explained, how we look at launching. And then the next episode, I want to break down a launch that we just finished Yep. called the Money Love Course. We just finished that launch recently. So I want to break that down more specifically how we laid that out and went about it. So for me, launching a great example of this, for those of you that need a visual, I always like to watch the iPhone launches. So as Apple's releasing a new phone, we're going to start hearing about iPhone 7S or iPhone 8 in the next few months, even though right now, as we're recording this, iPhone 7 just arrived to the public so people can buy it. Because I always think it's interesting how all of a sudden a phone's lost, and then the drawings are lost, and then this is lost. And it's almost identically the same thing every single time, where there's new updates coming out. And just how Apple brings it to the market, how they're, how they're being, and who knows if they're doing this on purpose, or this is just what's happening. But I always think it's really interesting, the buildup that takes place. And then all the tech YouTubers start recording videos on the changes, and just massive momentum and massive buildup for the new phones and new devices coming out. So I think that's a great example for people when you are just thinking about what we're about to explain today. You can kind of think about, oh, when did I first hear about iPhone 7? When did I not care about iPhone 7? When did I care about it? What did I think of when they said the headphone jack was going to get removed? Stuff like that. So I think it's really interesting to go through. All right, Kate, you want to kick it off? Yeah. So we're going to talk about five questions you really need to ask yourself before any launch. We have done many different kinds of launches. Some of them have been bumpy. Some of them have been disorganized. And our most recent ones have been really well thought out and really well managed. And so kind of looking backwards in retrospect, we're going to share the five most important questions to ask yourself before any launch so that you can feel on top of things and you can feel purposeful and you can feel like you're really putting out value in the world and so that you make money with your launches because that's also important as well. So number one question is, what's the offer? What are you selling? What are you offering people? And it doesn't even have to be a selling thing. Sometimes offers are free, but what is the offer? And some of the questions that you could ask yourself within that, if you don't know, for example, if you're just starting out and you don't know what to offer, ask yourself, what have people been asking you for? 
what are people struggling with in your community or within your niche or your ideal customer people? What are they struggling with? And what is it that you really want to teach, really want to offer, really want to help people with? So the sweet spot of your offer is going to come from an intersection of what people are struggling with, so a need that people have, and what you really want to offer. That's going to be an intersection there. And then what people will pay for. And so there's something going on there. But so let's assume you know what you're offering. And then the question is, how will this help people? So here's where this is kind of a make or break moment in a launch is if you are offering something, and let's say at least in my community, like with the personal growthy, spiritual women people set, it could be like, you know, a product might be, design your most authentic life now or something. And it's like, okay, cool. That sounds, you know, interesting. I'm down with authenticity. I like the idea of lifestyle design, but that doesn't really say what it is. And so something people struggle with a lot, myself included, but I've been getting better and better as I study copywriting is being specific with the results that people will experience. So instead of design your most authentic life now, or that's a great title, but you would, well, it, I don't know that that's a great title, but you really want to be specific. So is it where people are going to go through a series of steps where they will actually go through all the key areas of their life and make a clear action plan for making each area of their life lined up with their values? Like, is that what they're doing? Or is it like, what are they going to get out of this is really the thing that you want to make sure that you're clear on when you are offering something. So in our most recent launch, the Money Love Course, the offer, the result was, well, a couple of them, but one of them was helping people get their debt paid off in a way that actually feels good helping people make more money in a way that does not require them to completely work their asses off. So these were some specific results that we were offering. And of course, having testimonials to back that up is helpful. But if you're launching the first time, you may not have that and that's okay. That's question number one is what is the offer? And then a sub question really is how will this help people and be as clear and specific as possible? And what I mean by that is also As you're making your offer and either writing about it or shooting a video about it, make sure that whatever result it is that you are offering here, that people can picture it in their mind. So if you're saying, you know, feel empowered, that is not something that somebody can picture in her mind. But if you're saying, go into work every day, and feel like you have a handle on your life and have the confidence to speak up in the meetings for the first time, somebody can picture what that would look like. That's not very good marketing copy, but you get the idea. So what's the second question, Mike, that people should ask themselves? Well, before we even move into number two, I just want to emphasize something on the offer aspect. For those of you who are just thinking about, like this is brand new, as Kate mentioned, she shared a lot of great examples Really think about what causes you a lot of struggles in your day-to-day life sometimes. Because if running errands, for instance, is something you thoroughly don't enjoy, right? Like in your life, there might be someone out there that can run errands for you, right? So you think about what is it that you enjoy talking about? What do you enjoy sharing about? Like the Money Love Course, Kate wrote a book called Money Love Story. We realize that there's still a lot of individuals in the world 
that are experiencing the, the pain and debt and the emotions that come when it comes to talking about our money, when we're paying bills or just buying anything in general, like what the mindset people go through. So when we think about when we brought the money, of course, out and when Kate was writing the copy for this, she was thinking about that person, right? That was $20,000 in credit card debt. That's putting her credit card bills in the drawer, what that feels like, how that doesn't feel good, all of that stuff, because that was her experience, right? She went through that and documents that it makes a lot of sense So usually what we want to bring to the market and help people with is most of the time something that we're going through ourselves. So this doesn't have to be that super complicated and you don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about this. I know that can be a really big overwhelm factor for folks as they're trying to plan all of this out. Like, I don't know what to talk about. I'm not sure what to share. You know, those are usually examples that are the questions that Kate asks is a great way to get to there. So number two is, can't read your handwriting. When are we offering it? The promotion schedule. Okay. So you, (laughs) Kate's like looking at me with like this weird expression. Like, thank you. So this is the most important thing is like, when are we going to launch it? Right. When we started working together in 2013 and now that's been three years and we have a baby now. So our life has become a little bit more complicated. So we have to make sure we're mapping things out. One of the biggest mistakes we've made in the past and still to this day is that we do launches when we're on vacation. It's a great, great combo. We plan trips and we plan a launch at the same time. We're going to stop doing that the rest of 2016 and 2017. So actually, we just did that. For the Money Love Course launch, we were supposed to leave, and then we didn't. So we decided to cancel yeah, we, that trip. Yeah, we planned a trip. It's not that we're on vacation. Like, let's be clear, because it makes us sound idiotic to say we launch while we're on vacation. Sometimes. It just has happened that sometimes yes. we're traveling during a launch, and it's extra complicated. So recently, we had scheduled a trip in the middle of a launch, and we canceled it because we were like, let's change this behavior. This is crazy. Yeah, and it's not idiotic. I wouldn't say that. It's We plan things last minute sometimes. We plan trips last minute. We plan launches last minute. So it, sometimes they overlap. But in the future, and this last launch we just did, that did not happen. So it's going to be really comfortable. So the promotion schedule, let's break that down a little bit. So for example... When do you want to start giving people information, like giving them updates that this is coming out? So for example, the launch of this podcast, it's saying, okay, we're going to launch it on X date. Maybe we'll start talking about a week beforehand to say this is coming on this date. This is coming two weeks on this date. You know, so you're just giving people a little bit of update, heads up warning that this is coming out and like, look for it. You know, this podcast will be available on such and such date and make sure you check it out. And then you might do a couple Facebook posts or tweets or something along those lines, whichever social media platform. So you want to build that into your promotion schedule. Then you're going to open the information. So what do I mean by open the information? That doesn't necessarily mean open the cart like it's available. Maybe you're doing a webinar or maybe you have a three video series. So anybody that's ever gone through the B-School funnel with Marie Forleo or James Wedmore's products or many products that are out there. Eben Pagan does this as well. There's three videos that they might walk people through giving away free information for a while. We've done it with webinars. We've done a video, an intro video sequence that people have gone through. So you want to say, when's that going to be mapped out? That could be open for about a week or so. You could give away the free information. So during that week, you're promoting the free content for people to go and view and watch. So they're getting signed up on your list, and then they're going to get emailed the information over the period of time. So you're just adding a lot of value during that time. 
And then your cart might open. Now, what do I mean by the cart opening? The product that you could be selling, for instance, like the Money Love course, is now available to purchase if you desire to do so. So when we do our promotion schedules, we deliver a tremendous amount of value in that free period. Let's call it the promotional period before the cart opens. That someone that goes through that promotional period receives a tremendous value, whether it's videos, PDF documents, blog posts, written format. They are able to take the information that Kate is sharing during that time or I'm sharing during that time, depending on what we're doing and so on. And they're able to implement that into their life right away. If they would like to purchase the Money Love course, for instance, or any other product that we're promoting or listen to the podcast, they can do that. You know, It's something that they can do to upgrade their knowledge thus far, where they're able to learn a little bit more, dive a little bit deeper. So that's during the cart opening period. Now, for your product, that might be a week. That might be two weeks. And you want to really map that out to say, okay, on Monday, I'm going to open the cart. It's going to stay open until Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 11.59, right, on Friday night. So then it's going to close, right? And so then the cart closes. And then when does the content start? Does the content start immediately when they purchase? Or do you want to deliver the content all in one day on Monday? For us, we have done it both ways. What I really like is if we have the cart open for a week, I like to deliver the content once the cart closes because it can get a little bit confusing to say, I have people going through the product on day one as the cart is open. And then I also have people going through it on day four because during that promotional period or the promotional period is the free period, then the cart opening period, let's call it that. So then we have the promotional period and then the cart is open period. And then we have the delivering of the product period, right? So during the cart opening period, I only, and our team, can it can get a little bit confusing. So we want to make it streamlined and easy for them that during the cart opening period, the questions that are going to be coming in are going to be similar. Then it's delivering the content period. So that is after the cart closes, the cart closes on Friday. On Monday, I send an email, said, great, it's ready to go. Your content is delivered. Here you can get access to it. Now, this is where your content delivery schedule comes into play. And I think we're going to talk about that on number four. So we'll wait until then. But Kate, do you have anything else to add for the promotion schedule? I think that one thing that we've learned during this is to give yourself more lead time before a launch than you think. Now, I will say we've pulled together launches in a couple of weeks and done very well with them. But moving forward, we're giving ourselves more and more time before we launch just to make sure that all the emails are written and the follow-up sequence is set up and we kind of know what all the pieces are and they've all been created. Now, that's not to say we've never started a launch, for example, with every single follow-up email written because sometimes during the course of the launch, like we might know, okay, there's going to be five follow-up emails after a webinar, but sometimes during the course of the launch, I'll get an inspiration or based on a question that comes in during a webinar or a repeated question that our customer service team is getting or something, I will write a follow-up email based on that. So you don't have to have everything all set up, but a lot of it, like at least the general idea, how many emails are going to be sent, that kind of thing is a really good idea to have up front. So the next thing is, and Mike got into this quite a bit on the last one, but number three is how will we spread the word? So basically, how will you let people know what you're offering? And so a free content strategy is a fantastic idea. We talk about this idea of a funnel and a funnel is an online marketing concept and probably a marketing concept in general, 
where the idea is a funnel is larger at the top and smaller at the bottom. So generally there's a free thing or an event or something that pulls in a lot of people at the top. And then the funnel is a series of steps that happens filtering people through and at the bottom of the funnel comes out the buyers. So there are way fewer people at the bottom of the funnel than in the top of the funnel. But the idea is to fill the funnel with qualified leads who are going to be attracted to your free webinar, your free video series, some other sort of free content you're putting out there or a free gift or an event. And then those people filter through the funnel and come out at the other end, a few of them as buyers. So that's the whole idea here. And so how will you spread the word and how will you fill that funnel? So we've done it a couple ways. Like Mike said, webinars have been really successful for us. Also, a video series has been successful. We've done some Facebook ads. We're ramping that up in our business right now. And sometimes, honestly, we've been really simple with a launch and like sent an email and said, hey, this is available. So sometimes there actually hasn't been a free content strategy. And by the way, that's cool too. So really, you don't have to do all the bells and whistles just because you see other people doing them. I love the idea that we've heard our friends James and Phoebe talk about. James Wedmore and Phoebe Morocek, the concept of like, what's the minimum thing that you need to do to make this thing work? So it's like, what are the minimum aspects? Well, you need a way for people to know what you're offering and a way for them to get the thing that you're offering. And that honestly could be an email and a checkout page. That could be so simple. We've never done something that simple, but we've actually, is that true? We have we done have. that with we the have poster. Done, oh yeah. With our poster. So you can find out about that on the shop page. So that's how will you spread the word? And I really recommend paying attention to what Facebook ads do you click on? What emails do you open? What moves you? So when I notice a Facebook ad that I like, I'll take a screenshot of it and I put it in an Evernote file that we have called marketing inspiration. Because I figure if my eye is caught by a Facebook ad, other people's will be as well. And so I get inspiration from that. Not that I'm going to copy it, but it's like I put it in a swipe file to know, oh, look, oh, that's cool. Like, for example, my friend Gabby Bernstein is launching her new book, The Universe Has Your Back Right Now. She had a great, really simple Facebook ad that was like, you know, get a copy of the book and get this free workshop with me. There was something about it that was so elegant that I really liked. And so I really recommend just taking a look at how are other people launching things and not copying it, but getting inspiration from it to say, okay, I like the feeling of that launch or that seems really elegant to me or that seems simple or whatever attracts you to it. And then being really careful to not get into comparison, but instead get into inspiration. So like, what are the aspects of that that I can bring to my own launch? And really just figuring out like, how are you going to spread the word? And if you don't have an email list, how could you leverage Facebook ads? How could you, you know, partner up with people and do webinars that add value to their communities, for example? So that's next. How will you spread the word? And what's number four, Mike? Number four is how is it to be delivered? All right, so how are we going to deliver the product? And that could be done just PDF documents. Like it could be done with videos that you upload to Vimeo. So we use YouTube more of a promotional website. So if we're doing not promotion videos, but just videos that are about information to stay out there for a long time is where we keep 
our videos there. Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O, is what we use for course content. I just like it. It's cleaner. It's easier to use. You're not going to get lost in the YouTube world. So that's where we upload videos that could be delivered. So what do I mean by that? Is Kate has done recorded keynotes, like PowerPoint slides, and then she just records on top of it. And within PowerPoint and Keynote, you can actually just click record and you have a recorded presentation. It's really easy. So you just present it to the computer and it can be pre-recorded or we've done them live webinars. So we've had a four-part webinar series. You just teach the content live with everybody that's attending live. So there's two different ways. You can have pre-recorded content or you can do live content. And it's really up for you to decide. Or you can do all audio format or you can do all written format. You know, it's really up to what is enjoyable for you. We like to give everyone an option because for myself, I like to watch videos. Kate doesn't like to watch videos. Other people I know just like to watch audios and then other people like to read it. So we just started doing transcribing our last Money Love course. We're doing the transcriptions right now to finalize them. Next course, we'll have that available beforehand. But that's also can be a little bit costly. You know, it's like a dollar 89 cents a minute. So right now, like you have to look at your budget and just say, all right, is that something I want to offer? Is that going to make sense for me as well? So it allows for every single person to... And you can find people cheaper, so on. But that's what we found because it was a last minute thing. But basically, you decide how you want to deliver your content. Or maybe you have some other creative way that's completely different than anybody else has ever done. Just because somebody hasn't done it doesn't mean that it's wrong. Or maybe they haven't thought about it. Maybe we've tried stuff that hasn't worked. And a lot of times, like if you try something and it doesn't work, then you need to try it again. Try something different. So... Your structure of delivering the content is one thing, right? That's like if you're getting stopped, you're just making excuses, right? So there's a blockage that's coming up to be like, well, I can't do videos. Well, okay, you can do written if you can't do that. Like you can do audio. There's so many different formats to be able to deliver that now, especially in this day and age, like where we are with the internet, how easy it is to be able to do this information And then you can just email them. So we've created a username and password. And right now, our business, we have a team working for us now. There's like five or three people on the team, more on a regular basis. And we have a team now. But when we first started doing this, it was just... When I first started all of this, I was by myself. And I was doing everything myself, trying to figure it out. Same with Kate. She was by herself. And then we started working together. It was just the two of us trying to put all this stuff together. So we didn't do our own graphic design, but I was able to use a lot of themes that... And now it's super easy with like Squarespace or lead pages and companies like this where you can just get access to pre-done things. Like lead pages is so easy to use and utilize. And then you just want to create like a membership area for that. So you have something like Wishlist or there's a variety of different membership plugins and membership areas. And then you just deliver the content via they have their own username and password. So if somebody refunds the products or returns it or doesn't make a second payment, you can withdraw their access to that. And each of your products are going to be a little bit different. So Yeah, you just have to start. You have to lay out your structure, as Kate talked about. It's like, how are you going to spread the word? And then what's your offer? And then just lay out your structure to be like, okay, I want this to be a three-part series. We're talking a lot of in-depth information here, but it's pretty simple. And we'll summarize and sum it all up at the end here so you have it. But delivering this content, it just has to get to the customer. That's the most important part of all of this. doesn't matter the format, but the customer that's purchasing the information once or the product, if it's a physical good product, like 
or even a service or a service launching a service exactly so it could be a digital good it could be a physical good or it could be a service right whatever they're purchasing you have to deliver on your end right that's the accountability part that kate talked about you know with the random product name and that's you delivering the good and we've had to clean some stuff up in the past, like do things a little bit different. We've had to add some content. We've taken products away. We've restructured them because at that moment, like at this time, we feel like we want to deliver something better than what it currently is or upgrade it. I guess we could say we could do an upgrade package. Upgrade. Right. I mean, one thing that I've noticed, even like reading my book for the audio version, I was like, oh my gosh, I would have said a hundred million things differently. So you have to trust that like what you're teaching or the version you're doing in the moment is the best you can do or do your best in the moment and then know that like a year from now, you might want to upgrade it and update. And that's all good. Like we're all about it. We upgrade and update things too. But also know that you don't have to obsessively be Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, it's not perfect. Now I have to go back and re-record the entire thing because people will get value. We forget that like, Where we were a year ago is the perfect place for somebody to hear the information where they are now. Or where we were five years ago might be the perfect place that somebody needed to hear it right now. So just because you're constantly changing does not mean you have to constantly change your content. I just, that's like a personal Mm -hmm. message for myself. That's great. (laughs) Sometimes I'm always like, I have to redo the whole thing, everything, because now I have like one different thought. And our mentality around what we're putting out into the world is to do a business, like for us, for Kate and myself, it's like to do a business and create products that are still going to be relevant to information 10 years from now. Now, we never know what the world's going to look like 10 years from now, because if you go back 10 years, you'd never predict where we are today. Like, it's crazy. So at least the content, like for us, creating like a product on Facebook isn't enjoyable for us. But maybe you're listening to this and you know everything that there is to know about Facebook and you really like it. So for the next two or three years, you can really help people because... For businesses like us, like helping with Facebook ads can be a very profitable business for someone. So just because we're going to share examples of what we don't want to do doesn't mean we're going to deter you from doing that. Like if that's something you're very skilled at and where you want to go, then go for it. And then if Facebook, let's say they go out of business, for instance, in like three years from now, because the skills you've learned to build this Facebook product or Facebook business, you can really impact that in multiple ways because you're going to learn from interacting with different people's businesses. And your business might change. Like You will change from the time you get started three years or four years from now. Like You will change as a person. So your business will most likely change as you're building it and going along as well. And that kind of loops us back to thing number one, which is what's the offer. And Mike, you were saying, you know, if you're new and you're overwhelmed, you know, here are some of the questions to ask yourself. And I also want to add to that and say, if you're new and you don't know where to start, just start somewhere. Because you will learn more from launching something that maybe you only do one time than you will from sitting around thinking about what you could launch that's going to be like the end all be all. And when it comes to be your magnum opus and your life's work that you're launching, you'll know so much more because you are willing to get started on something rather than waiting around for like the thing. So I wanted to say that. It's very true because what we've seen working with entrepreneurs and business owners is 
they're always going to come up with ideas. Like we have an endless amount of ideas every single day, right? So do you, you have different ideas. You walk down the street and be like, I wish this sidewalk was flatter, you know? So there's always going to be ideas, but the thing about ideas, they're just ideas until there's action taken, right? So if you have an idea or five or 10 ideas to run your business with, it just takes action to create them. We've scrapped products. We spent $5,000 on products and we're never bought them to the market. At that moment, it sounded like a good idea. The finished product wasn't up to par what we wanted to deliver. It was a bad idea. So, you know, it was a good idea. We spent a bunch of money on it and then we scrapped it. So not saying you should dump $5,000 into your first product and bring it to the market at all, but you should just start someplace because we learned a lot from that $5,000 lesson and then we go on and move on to something else, right? So just start as Kate talked about. It's like creating your first product and putting it in the market is so awesome. Like it really is. So the fifth thing, Kate, is what happens after... What's the after? What's the after? So that's the question you need to ask yourself because I don't know. But here are some examples for us with the after. You know, we had like following up with your people, finding out what their experience was like, giving an end survey, adding a graduation bonus, like offering a celebration event if it's a local thing, finding out what they loved about it for testimonials to relaunch this a future time, finding out their results, case studies, whatever, and then finding out ways that you could maybe further their experience. So let's say that you offered, you know, like a knitting 101 class where you taught how to knit and do the knit stitch and do the purl stitch. Well, maybe then the people in that class, they're like, well, now I know how to knit and purl, but all I have is pot holders. Like, I want to know how to make a sweater. So you could then create a whole sweater course that would be a higher level. So all sorts of things to keep people in your community. It's much easier and much less expensive to sell something additional to an existing customer than it is to bring on a whole new customer. So think about in the after section, how can I further serve these existing people who have already spent money with me and who are already fans? And then also testimonials are huge. So making sure that you're asking for testimonials. And I'm always really straightforward about the way I ask. I'll say I'm gathering testimonials because you have been served by this product and I want to help serve more people. So your kind words and your generosity and sharing your experience will help other people change their lives. So I'm always very clear about that. I'm not trying to like pretend I'm not gathering testimonial. I'm like, I'm gathering your words so I can market to other people so we can help them too together. And I help enroll them in that service attitude. Yeah. Anything else on the after? Honey? Yeah, I would say the after, we usually feel, at least we have in the past, a little bit of a launch withdrawal is what we call it. I remember talking to James Wedmore about this, but you put a lot of energy and time and effort into bringing the product to market and then you deliver it. And then after all that it's done, you're like, oh, wow. Okay. What do I do now? You know, it's almost where you're so focused on a goal and you accomplish that goal and then you're like, what's next? Right. So, or what do you want to do next? And so, we always like to really have a game plan, whether that may be taking one or two days off afterwards just to relax and you step away from the business and then make sure that you have before you even go into the kind of the launch or that period where it's like, what is after this? Like what's going to be after this launch? That could be just the two day vacation and that could be just stepping away to just say, okay, I'm going to take a break, rethink things because you don't want to get done with this 
product, let's call it product A, and you launch it, you deliver it, and then you're three months later is like, well, what do I do now? Right. You know, so you want to make sure in every person listening to this is at a different place in their life and their business. Right. So you have to really navigate this for yourself and you have to kind of put the plan in place for yourself. We really map out the year and we always have a list of ongoing projects that we would like to do. Sometimes we get to them. Sometimes we don't. And they just continually grow. That list can grow. And then we want to complete things. So as we're going along, Kate and I really sit down and say, okay, what do we want to bring to the market next? For instance, like this podcast that's been in the works for mm, three years, maybe. I mean, we recorded three episodes like two years ago and we didn't do anything with it. So now it's just been one of those things that we've wanted to do. And now's the right time to deliver that. So it's been one of those things on our project list that is getting delivered now, which is pretty cool. Exactly. So, yeah, and then that's just usually what happens. There's a little bit of a, as James Wedmore and I call it, like a little bit of launch withdrawal. But then you get over that fast, you know, but it is. It's one of those things where you put a lot of effort and then it's like, wow, okay, cool. So, as a review, here are the five questions that you want to ask yourself before any launch. Number one, what's the offer? And make sure you're being clear and specific about the results that people can expect from it. So not only what's the title, what's the name of the offer, but also what's underneath that in terms of the promise of your offer. When are you offering it? So what's the promotion schedule was number two. Number three is how will you spread the word? How will you let people know this is available? And you might want to do number three before number two, by the way, because you might need to think about how am I going to spread the word before you set the promotional schedule? And then four, how is it going to be delivered? How are people going to purchase this product and how are they going to receive this product? And then number five, what happens next? What happens next with these existing customers and what happens next in your business? Great. And then next podcast, we'll answer these five questions for the Money Love course as we go through it. And we'll explain how we launched that and brought it to the market, the results, all that stuff. So we'll just share all that with you. And it was pretty cool. Like it's cool to lay this out and then also think about that launch. So thanks. Have an awesome rest of your day. Ever feel like you're constantly doing things, but aren't able to carve out the time or energy for the things that really matter to you. Mike and I want to share our top five tools for making a life, not just a living to learn what they are. Go to katenorthrup.com forward slash tools. See you on the next episode.